Welcome to the Moments Podcast. We believe that every youth service should have three elements, worship, the word, and an exciting atmosphere. While we can't replicate our worship through song or our intense games on this podcast, we can certainly replay one of our favorite parts of the night, Pastor Wesley's message from God's word. So without further ado, here is this past Wednesday's Jesus Moment. so excited. I'm biased, but Wednesday nights are the place to be. They're my favorite night of the week. And man, I'm just, I'm ready. Some days, you know, it's kind of a struggle. I come in here just kind of walking through the difficulties of life. But some days, man, I have just been studying and studying and studying for tonight. And let me tell you something. I am ready to preach the socks off in this place tonight. I am ready to give you an ounce of truth that I pray would change your life forever. And man, what a night to gather together, a youth gathering. And we get to experience church, but not as you know it. You get to experience Jesus in the community that he created. Well, we haven't formally met. I am Pastor Wesley, and I am the student pastor for North Pace for WAVE students. Everybody wave. Wave students, okay, we exist to be the wave of God in our schools and in this community. And man, what a night to be alive. What a night to be together. And I'm doing good on time at 731. So I got a good 20 minutes to to really bring it home tonight. Uh, I want to start with the story because I can't seem to find my place in my Bible. I want to start with a story. I want to start with a story. A couple weeks ago, I was out of town with my wife. And uh, <laughs> inevitably, this summer, we got a call from her family. And they were like, hey, there's a family wedding, a missed date. And I was like, mm, not a great date, but uh, we'll make it work. It's family. They matter. They're important. They're my, my first priority in my life. And so I, I canceled everything a couple weekends ago, and I took off. My wife and I, we booked our tickets with Spirit Airlines. And the adults in the room are that was your first mistake. But listen, we, we, knew, we still technically newlyweds, married less than a year, so we balling on a budget. So it was Spirit Airlines or no airlines. So we were doing Spirit Airlines, okay? That was what we had to work with. So, so we buy our tickets. The day comes around in this Friday, I think two weeks ago. So not last weekend, but the weekend before. Friday comes. We're in the airport. We get the Chick-fil-A. We get on the plane. We get to Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Life's Gucci. Life is great. And we get there and we get to the family. We have the wedding on Saturday. Sunday rolls around. And if you know me, like I, I think in pictures. I'm a planner. I like to know every detail of what's going on. I could say I'm a control freak. I'd say, yes, I am. <laughs> and if you know me, you know that when I drive, I have to have the GPS. It's not because I'm incapable of knowing where I drive. I know where I drive. I just like to have that picture in front of me. I like to know where I'm going. I like to see the path ahead. So we get to the airport way before we need to. We're there at noon. Our flight leaves at 3. We get through TSA. We get food. It's like 1 o'clock. We have two hours to kill. Well, an hour rolls by, and I get this text on my phone. Hey, your flight's delayed. All right, no big deal. Whatever. Another hour rolls by. It's 3 o'clock, 3 or 4 o'clock at this point. Another text, your flight's been delayed. Okay, that's kind of strange. Whatever. Five o'clock rolls around, and I get another text saying, your flight's been delayed to 740. 
KB's like, hey, should we just rent a car and drive from Miami to Pensacola? And I was like, no, no, I ain't doing that. I have faith in this flight to Pensacola. It's going to happen. And I think maybe really deep down, I just wanted to speak it into existence so that it would happen. And then eight o'clock comes and I get another text. Your flight's been canceled. It's like, well, crap. <laughs> now what do I do? And uh, so I was like, well, rent a car it is. Uh, but lo and behold, every airport at the company, at the company, at the, every rental car place at the airport gave us trouble. My wife did not have a credit card on her. because We couldn't rent a car. So we're stuck in Miami. We're in a hotel. It's midnight. You have to have a credit card to rent a car. It's a long story. So we're stuck in Miami at midnight. We go to sleep. They provide us a free hotel. We wake up the next morning. We drive to Hertz. Mistake number one was Spirit Airlines. Mistake number two was Hertz rental car. He's not in his head like, yep, 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 it is. But listen, again, newlyweds, balling on a budget. I'm doing what I got to do, okay? So this past Monday, this past Monday, not this Monday, but the Monday before that, we get to the rental car place at 8 o'clock. They give me a car that has literally no gas in it. But you get in the car, and we start our 10-hour car ride home. What a great day it's going to be. 10-hour drive from Miami to Pensacola. I'm laughing because I should be crying. It was such a miserable day. And so we get on the road, and the first thing I notice, you know, when normally when you drive a car, you drive it straight like this. But to keep this car straight, the wheel had to be like, 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 like I'm, I kid you not. Like, I had to keep the wheel, like, at 80 degrees for it to go straight. And if you let the, you know, sometimes when you're on the interstate, you can let the car drive itself. Like, you take your hands off the wheel, and it will kind of just follow the road. I, I, I tried that. And the car literally was going like this, and then it started going like this. I was like, oh, my gosh. This car is so ghetto. I just want to get out. Like, I'm crying at this point. Like, <sighs> I'm stuck. And I, and I was so, just play the video, Gavin. Because this wasn't the only, the steering wheel wasn't the only issue. It doesn't show that it's bouncing. Look at the water. You can hear it. Look at the water. It's not supposed to do that. Y'all, cars aren't supposed to do that. We just need to get home. We just have to get home. It's okay. They're not supposed to look like they're going to explode. I tell you, this was probably one of the worst days of my life. So, 10 hours later, we made it home. Ten hours later, we made it home from Miami to Pensacola. I got home at, I think, like 10 o'clock at night. It was the worst day of my life. That may or may not be an exaggeration, but you get the point. Why, why do I say that? Why do I talk about the roller coaster of a weekend I had a couple weekends ago? Because where we are going to be at tonight in Ecclesiastes has everything to do with roller coasters in life. And I tell you, that weekend, I wanted to cry. I wanted to be a Karen. I wanted to do anything and everything I could to just get home. I may or may not have been a Karen. I must confess, I was a kin for the day, but I made it home. I made it home. And, and, and man, I, I tell you, you know, where we're going to be tonight, we, we, we've kind of talked a lot about how life without God is meaningless these past couple of weeks. We've talked a lot about how life without God is meaningless. And I want to tell you, life is going to get hard. Life is going to be messy. The question is, what are you going to lean on? What are you going to allow to steer your life when life is 
messy. You know the statistics, hopefully by now. If you're a Christian, you grew up Christian in this room, you have a 30 to 40% chance of even making out alive as a Christian from college. If you've done things that you shouldn't, your chances of getting divorced is 60 to 70%. I read this and it just blew my socks off. There was a report that came out that half of the population, say half, half of the United States population, 12 and older, have used illicit drugs at least once. And I was reading, these are government, not government, but kind of source statistics with people that deal with this. It wasn't even necessarily a Christian source. They said that drug overdose deaths in the U.S. since 2000 are nearing 1 million. The federal budget for drug control alone in 2020 was 35,000. Wrong. 35 million. Wrong. 35 billion with a B was the amount of money spent on drug control. So I don't need to convince you that life is hard. There are challenges in life. Life is not in your favor. I don't need to convince you of that. But what I want you to walk away with tonight is that although life may change, God does not. Your life is going to change. You're going to experience different emotions just like I did in my own. You're going to experience different seasons of life. Your life is going to change drastically. Your life changes from elementary to middle school to high school to college. Your life is going to change. Your life is going to change. And I I have this question by A.W. Tozer, and it's so powerful. And it says this, what comes into your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. The smart theologian said this, what comes into your mind when you think about God? Already, something came to you, did it not? Just off the looks of your faces, you can tell that there is something, you have, you have some view of God. And your view of God is the most important thing about you. And I'm going to ask rhetorically, what do you think about God? Right? Like if life is stacked against you and life is so difficult and life is going to change and life is going to challenge you and life's going to be hard, what do you think about God? Is he just the police in the sky that doesn't care about you? Is he just this religious ruler? What do you think about God? I'm going to tell you what Solomon thought about God. Solomon was the wisest man to ever live. God asked Solomon, Solomon, what can I give you? Solomon said wisdom. And we've read all throughout Ecclesiastes, the title of our series, top left, antidepressants. There's a God-sized gap in your heart that only God can fill. And Solomon realized this, that we cannot find meaning and purpose apart from God. Your heart will tell you that you can, but that is a lie. If you follow your heart, you will follow your heart straight to hell. Don't follow your heart and form your heart. What did Solomon think about God? What did Solomon think about life? Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says this. There is an occasion for everything. 
and a time for every activity under heaven. A time to give birth and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. I know some of you are just ready to take each other out. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. And he goes on and on and on. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What does the worker gain from his struggles? And he goes on in verse 11. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also put eternity. Say eternity. He has put eternity in the hearts of man. And if I can leave you with anything tonight, it's this. Life is going to get hard. You're going to struggle mentally, spiritually, emotionally. The seasons in your life are going to change. Winter's going to come. For many of you, seasonal depression will hit. You'll be reminded of the broken home you came from. Life will get hard. You'll go through that breakup. Your parents may even split. You'll fight with your sibling. What are you going to do when life gets hard? But you need to realize that, that even though life changes, God does not. You need to live in light of eternity. Say, live in light of eternity. Those are some big words, so what does it mean? Well, the word live, I looked it up in the dictionary. And the word live means to make one's home in a particular place. Like I live in Pensacola in my house with my wife. On Wednesday nights, I live here. (laughs) Basically, live. What does in light of mean? Put it up there. In light of means drawing knowledge or information or taking something into consideration. So we live in a place of consideration, but a consideration of what? If you're with me, say, I am with you. Next slide, Gavin. Live in light of the unending reality that there is a life after death. You are going to spend an eternity with God. Is that what is steering your life? Solomon says, look, there are so many things that steer our life. Birth, death, funerals, bad relationships a desire to be in a relationship, times of mourning, times of rejoicing. But we are to live in light of eternity. And so based off of the text, what are some ways that we can live in light of eternity? I wrote down three. You need to realize that your view of God determines your way of living. So if you don't think God is this amazing, all-powerful being that loves you infinitely, you're not really going to care to live for him. If you think God just doesn't really care about you, you're not really going to care about God. And I'd even go as far as to say your attitude on Wednesday nights and Sundays, the way that you treat church, is just a reflection of the way that you view God. Because those of you that take this time unbelievably serious and you want to grow in your faith and you want to have community, You think God's pretty important, and he's pretty awesome. But the kids that show up and they could care less, that shows that you don't really think God is that amazing. So point number one, you need to realize life changes, but God does not. Life changes, but God does not. Solomon says there is an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under heaven. 
I'm preaching so loud my throat hurts. I feel like I need a throat lozenger. How many of you are in middle school? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're in high school. Raise your hand if you're in college. Okay. Look, guys, your life is going to change. Your life changes drastically from middle school to high school. High schoolers, does it change a lot in high school? Yes. Spencer, does your life change from high school to college? Yes. Okay, senior college, I can attest to it. Life changes. But I want you to realize something. If, if God never changes in life, if God is faithful, then, then why shouldn't you also be faithful? All throughout this, Solomon writes about how life changes drastically. The makeup you wear, the way you do your hair, the way you dress, the family member you lose, the weddings you celebrate. Life's going to change. God is faithful. So you should be too. You should live in light of eternity. You should be faithful. Somebody tell me, what does it mean to be faithful? Anybody? That's good timing. What's that? So what does it mean to be faithful? Okay. You're committed. That's good. And so if the paradigm or if the lens that you view life through, how many of you wear glasses or contact? Raise your hand. The rest of you, hopefully you understand how they work, right? Your bad, eyesight's bad. You need glasses. If, if the glasses that you're looking at life through is not, how can I live in light of eternity? Something's wrong. Are you with me? And I feel like so many of us, the lens that we wear to examine life is how popular we are. How many friends we have. It's TikTok, it's Instagram, it's, it's you name it. It's that party, it's that guy, it's that girl. It's wanting to be liked and accepted. Trying that drug, trying this, trying that. But friends, listen. The lens that you should be wearing to view life is faithfulness to God. And because of that, there should be boundaries in your life. There should be people you're not willing to hang out with. Places you're not willing to go because you desire to be faithful to God. Life changes, but God does not. Point number one. Point number two, seasons change, but God does not. How many of you have, have had a, ever been through a difficult circumstance? Raise your hand. Probably most of us, right? How many of you are in a difficult Raise your hand. You don't have to go into detail, but you can just raise it. All right, lower your hand. Yeah, I, I, Pastor Godfrey says you're either going through a trial, you just went through a trial, or you're going to go through a trial. And how true is that, right? Like the seasons of our life change. But God does not. And in, in, in that car that I was driving home from Miami, like that steering wheel was janky. It was janky. But there's nothing else I could use to steer the car other than the steering wheel. And yet so oftentimes in life, what should be steering our life is placed off. 
to the side. And you think, yeah, YouTube can steer my life. Yeah, school can steer my life. Yeah, sports can steer my life. Yeah, friends can steer my life. Yeah, family can steer my life. Yeah, music can steer my life. Entertainment can steer my life. Having perfect grades or being a perfect person can steer my life. I mean, you name it. What, what, what's steering your life? What is steering your life? Because if it's not Jesus, you're just driving in circles. Some of you just got that. I just walked in a giant circle. There it is. What's steering your life? Seasons change. Solomon points this out, and he says, even though life is changing, seasons change. God has set eternity in your heart. When life gets hard, what do you turn to? Do you turn to the creator of life? Friends, did you know that Satan has a will for your life? In, in, in Scripture, it says Satan has a will for your life. God has a will for your life, but so does Satan. And more than likely, Satan's will for your life is to not even be in this room tonight. Seasons change, but God does not. Don't just be faithful in your walk with Jesus. Be fruitful. Be somebody that is joyful, that is kind, that is caring. And it's Suicide Awareness Week, or it's coming soon. Be, be somebody that checks on people. Be somebody that wants to be like Jesus. That's really all I want to do with my life. I want to be like Jesus. I want to live in light of eternity. I want to live realizing that my time on earth is limited. That's what Solomon wants us to realize. Live in light of eternity. To my first point, life changes, but God does not. My second point, seasons change, but God does not. My third point, our emotions change, but God does not. You know, Solomon says, there's a time to search and a time to count as lost, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. You know, I've heard it said like this, what controls your emotions is what you worship. So what's controlling your emotions? What just keeps you up at night? What just mm, gets under your skin? You know, we, we love to assume that our intentions are always good and nobody else's are. But that's just not the case. What controls your emotions is what you worship. And, and emotions will change, and, and feelings are real, but feelings aren't facts. Feelings are real, but they're not facts. The world promises you that the key to overcoming emotion is wealth, pleasure, possession, status. It tells you those things will help you survive the roller coaster of life. It can numb the pain, but friends, it cannot. Only Jesus can do that. And if Jesus brings balance, like we talked about last week, then Jesus should also be the one helping you steer your life forward to see his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Live in light of eternity. Focus on becoming more and more like Jesus. 
Life changes, but God does not. Seasons change, but God does not. Emotions change, but God does not. And if, if God is this faithful, why wouldn't you want to serve him? Why wouldn't you want to give your life to pleasing him and doing the right thing, honoring your parents, honoring your parents, honoring your parents? Sitting just looking around like, ooh, shoot. Other, working through conflict. What's steering your life? Is it Jesus? Is it your friends? Is it college? What is is the, the, the center of your life? What is helping you steer through life? Is it your desire to be successful? To be liked and loved by everybody? Is it your friends? Is it your family? Is it that vape pen? That drink, that pill, is it TikTok, is it Instagram? None of those things are going to sustain you. None of those things are going to protect you. None of those things will lead you to meaning and purpose. They will only numb the pain that only God can heal. What is steering your life? As the band comes back up, I I want us to soak in this. What's steering your life? Is it the understanding that, hey, you might not have tomorrow. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. And one day your time on this earth will come to an end. So how are you living your life on this earth? Are you living in light of eternity? Or are you just wasting the time that God's given you? Friends, life is meant for so much more than just being with friends and family. And that's a great thing. Life is meant for so much more than being at that party, than following that social media influencer. Life is meant for fun. Something we say all the time is that there is nothing like being in the room on Wednesday nights. While we have tried to give you a glimpse of that, we encourage you to get the full picture with us and join us in the room this Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Moments Podcast. Podcast.